Welcome to the Thrive Live Show. I'm your host, Donnie Prasad. They call me Pastor D. And I'm excited you've decided to connect with me on this podcast where we focus on thriving in life and leadership, not just surviving, but thriving. And as always, if this blesses or helps you in any way, please do share it with a friend. Now let's get into today's episode. Amen. Sincher, good to see you guys. I'm excited to have you. I hope you're well. Ricky, good to see you. I know people are joining. God bless you. Uh, tonight's going to be good. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going with these sessions that we've been doing. So come on in and uh, you can you can hit the share button when you come on. Just invite somebody to be on. Thank you for those who have been doing that. Uh, the message has been good. Tremaine, the message has been going. You know what? Sometimes uh, we just have to stop and say, Lord, I trust you. Today, I just had to stop and just I looked up. You know, you don't have to look up. I looked up and say, God, I just trust you. Somebody just say, God, I trust you. Penny, good to see you. Somebody just needs to say that. Just remind yourself, God, I trust you. I trust what you're doing. I trust what you're working out in my life. I cannot see everything just yet, but I'm still trusting. Anybody trusting God tonight? Thrivers, we trust. Thrivers learn to trust. And I'm excited for everybody who's been who's been on and who's been on this journey with me. God bless you guys. Um, I want to let you know just a couple announcements. Make sure um, you know you can always get the podcast uh, if you miss an episode or I don't, re- I don't I don't remember to announce it like I should. But you can definitely go on Spotify and Google Play and just search the Thrive Life and you'll find the show and the episodes will be there. We're just getting a few um, episodes caught up, so it should be up to speed next week. All right, God bless you. So come on in and share the stream. I have an announcement to make. I'm excited. Now, this coming Sunday, this coming Sunday, I'm going to be preaching the word at church at the ESP Worship Center on Sunday. All right, so if you could join us online or in person, come through. I'm preaching a word. The title of the message for Sunday is Highly Exalted. Come on. Highly exalted. Um, this this is going to be one of the most important messages I've ever preached. I want you to be able to, to tune in and get it. Highly exalted this Sunday. I believe it's going to shift the way we see some things. We had an amazing, amazing move of God last week, Sunday, in, in the house uh, at the ESP Worship Center. So we believe in God to move in an awesome way. All right. Good to see everybody on. Barbara, good to see you on. All right. Let's get into it tonight. All right, God bless you, and you can share this if you haven't already. Now, we're talking tonight about being on guard. We've been dealing with um, Battle Ready and Battle Steady, this whole series of, of, of sessions talking about fighting and, 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 and really arming ourselves for this battle. God said he will arm us for the battle, and I've been dealing a lot with this in the last few weeks, and we had a powerful, powerful session last week, man. Last week was uh, one of my favorite sessions. We talked really about how to break the cycle, and if you missed last week, uh, you can find it on my timeline or get the podcast. 
uh, breaking cycles. We need, we have the legal authority, come on, to break cycles. We don't have to keep living in a cycle or, or operating in a circle, but we've got the authority to break cycles. Romans 13, 14. I hope somebody remembered this. I hope somebody committed this to their memory and put this one down. Remember what it is. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. That's such a powerful, powerful word. Make no provision for the flesh uh, so you don't fulfill the lust. We've got to make provision for the spirit. Build access points in your life so that God can flow. The spirit of God can flow. Tessa, good to see you on. Sandy, good to see you. God bless you. Make no provision for the flesh. Tonight, we're going to be getting into... Uh, we're going to be getting into being on guard. We've got to be on guard. Yes, thank God for breaking cycles, but we've got to be on guard. Gary, also good to see you. Anthony, good to see you, my man. All right, God bless you guys who are coming in with me. God bless you. We're getting ready to go into this tonight. Be on guard. We've got to stay, uh, ready, stay on guard and stand on guard, all right? Now, King David... King David was an incredible uh, king. He was an incredible warrior. He was a man that knew how to fight. If anybody could fight, it was David. All right, we know about David, how David took down Goliath and bears and lions, and David could fight. David was the real deal, all right? But we know that David was not perfect. David had some issues, one in particular that we're going to talk about tonight, and we know about David and Bathsheba. The Bible is straight, real. It doesn't just tell you about the successes of people, but it tells you when they fail so that we can learn and we can grow from even their experience. But David, we know, most of us know that David, he, he, he fell into sin with Bathsheba. He, he saw this beautiful woman. He got caught up and all of a sudden, uh, you know, he, he, got, he, he got together with Bathsheba. Right. And that was a big, big thing in his life that we all everybody knows about. But here's the thing. The Bible said that David was a man after God's own heart. So here's the question. How could somebody who had the heart of God, a warrior that knows how to fight? How could this man fall into this thing with with with, with Bathsheba? How could David mess up like this? He was a man after God's own heart. Come on, somebody. He was a man after God's own heart. How could he do it? Well, let me say it to you one more time. David was a man after God's own heart. It's right there. It's right there. Let me say it again. David was a man, full stop, after God's own heart. Why did David mess up? How did David fall into this thing? Because David was a man. Full stop. Yes, and he was after God's heart. He was pursuing the heart of God. But you can't tempt men with certain things. Men have some problems. All the ladies out here say amen. <laughs> We're going to get it tonight. Stay on guard. Men have some problems. You can't tempt a man with certain things. Watch this. You can't cook a nice pot of beef stew and tell a man don't eat. All right. He might likely sell his inheritance for that soup or that stew. That's what Esau did. All right. You can't show a man gold and silver and tell him don't take it. He's likely to steal the thing and hide it in his tent. That's what Achan did, a man in the Old Testament. You can't pretend to be a prostitute around a man because he might just take you up on it. Uh-oh, uh-oh. 
Come on, Pastor Donnie, what you talking about? That's exactly what Tamar did. And and Judah took her up on this. And this story was so messed up that Tamar uh, was was the daughter-in-law of Judah, pretended to be a prostitute. You can't do certain things. You've got to be careful. All right. Can't do certain things around men. Ladies, I know I give examples of men, but y'all got some problems, too. Can I talk about it? <laughs> Ladies, y'all got problems, too. No, this, this ain't just a man thing. Ladies, y'all got problems. We got problems. Men and women, we've got the same problem. Let me tell you what the problem is that we are dealing with. And we've got to be on God. Here's the problem. The Bible says that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Jeremiah 17, 9. The heart is deceitful. Not just deceitful, but above all things. And not just wicked, but desperately wicked. Come on. The heart is so ladies, this applies to you. Men, this applies to you. This applies to all of us. The heart is wicked. We've got to be on guard. We've got to be careful. Watch out. Watch out. We've got to be careful. Now, look at this. this look how crazy this is. This might really shock, shock some of you. It shocked me the first time I heard this statistic. Shannon, good to see you. The youngest rape victim on record is a baby girl who was just a few weeks old, two to three weeks old. That is crazy. The youngest rape victim on file is a baby girl who was weeks old. It don't make any sense. What's the problem? The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. The heart is wicked. So we've got to put a guard. We've got to guard this thing. You know, we can You thank God that he can change the heart. He can take a sinful heart and give us a new heart. Jane, good to see you. And make that sinful heart into a spiritual heart that beats for him. But we've got to be on guard. It's absolutely right. We've got to be on guard. I want to give you the scripture verse. This is this is going to some of you may know it. Proverbs 4:23. Guard your heart for everything you do flows out of your heart. Come on. Guard your heart. It's a, the, the old King James says, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. Every single thing you do. Good to see you guys. Every single thing you do flows out of your heart. So you've got some stuff happening in your life. Check what's happening in your heart. Anything good is flowing out of your heart. If it's bad, if it's not what you want, if there's some things that are coming out that you're not really, it's because of what's inside of your heart. So we've got to stand on guard and be on guard regarding our heart. It is desperately wicked. The enemy knows how to do things to affect your heart. So what comes out of you is not necessarily what God wants to come out of you. So we've got to be on guard. We've got to guard our heart. All right, here we go. Now, David, here's what the word said. David, we're going to talk about David tonight. It says, at the time that kings go out to fight, David sent his army to fight, and but he stayed back in Jerusalem. We have a problem right there. This was a time to fight. This was a time that the kings went out to battle, but it says that David stayed in Jerusalem. There was a problem. We don't know what was wrong with David, but David did not go out to fight. 
If you stop and if you lose this desire to fight, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to be in trouble. What did David do? Maybe he stayed back to, to watch, you know, so you think you could dance because David knew how to dance. Maybe David wanted some alone time. He needed some me time. So he sent the army to fight at the time that kings would go to battle. But David stayed at home in Jerusalem. There is a problem. We've got to be on guard. Somebody say, I'm guarding my heart. You've got to guard your heart. David stayed at home. He lost this desire to fight. Maybe David was discouraged. Maybe David was going through a midlife crisis. Maybe David had some things that was happening that he wasn't pleased about. He didn't go out to battle, but he stayed home. Uh, He stayed home. He lost his desire to fight. We have got to be on guard all the time because we are always in a battle. We are always, there's always something happening where the enemy's trying to push you. You've got to be on guard. David became a dangerous man. He should have been on the battlefield, but he was home uh, in, in Jerusalem. We've got to be in the right place. When you are out of place and you are out of purpose, you become dangerous. Come on. David was a dangerous man because he was out of place and he was out of purpose. He should have been on the field leading his army into battle, but instead he sent the army and he stayed home. And David let his guard down. This is the beginning of this issue, the beginning of the problem. Some of us, we can find ourselves in that kind of situation. We become discouraged. We become frustrated. Things are not the way we want them to be. And we let our guard down. We're supposed to be fighting. We're supposed to be pushing. We're supposed to be doing different things. But we decide that we ain't doing it anymore. David let his guard down. What was David doing? So David decided he was not going to go fight the fight that he was called to fight. Listen, you are called to fight. You are called to fight some things. And David, what was he doing? The Bible says that David stayed at home and he was taking a nap. What? David was home sleeping. He was home sleeping. He should have been fighting, but he was at home sleeping. He was not at home doing kingly business. He does, we don't see him taking... David was a man of a lot of responsibility. A lot of, a lot of uh, things was on his shoulder. But David was asleep at home. Not where he was supposed to be and he was sleeping. Many of us can be like David. We're out of place. We're out of purpose. And we're sleeping on our assignment. We're sleeping on the things that we're supposed to be doing. We are not guarding our heart. We're not guarding what we're, we be, what we're supposed to do. Um, because somebody said something that hurt you. And all of a sudden, you know what happened? That thing just seeps inside of your heart. Somebody, somebody spoke some things that are negative to you. And all of a sudden, it's inside. It starts to get inside your heart. And there's, there's, there's resentment seeping into your heart. David was at home when he should have been fighting on the battlefield. I want, come on. Come on, listen. But we have got to get this thing right. He was home. He wasn't fighting for his future. He wasn't fighting for his kingdom. He wasn't fighting for the people. He wasn't fighting, period. You cannot afford to put your fight down. You've got to guard your heart and you've got to stay battle ready. Come on, somebody. Don't be sleeping on purpose. Don't be sleeping. All right, listen. If you haven't already, do me a favor. Share this stream. If, it's, if this is blessing you, i give you a second just to share it. Share it to a group. If you share it, give me the thumbs up. All right, this message is going to bless 
It's going to bless us tonight. David stayed at home. Maya, good to see you on. David stayed at home and David was sleeping. Now what happens? David gets up. But I want you to get this thing. Let me, let me get the backdrop right. David didn't wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. David didn't wake up in late at night. David, one translation says he woke up late afternoon. Late afternoon. The king is taking an afternoon nap when his army is fighting on the battlefield. Something's wrong. <laughs> if you're just joining me, um, let me know where you're watching from. God bless you. Come on. I'm excited to see you on. David gets up out of bed and David starts to walk around. He's walking around and he's, go he's taking a stroll on his balcony. David gets on the balcony and all of a sudden he looks down and he sees this beautiful young lady named Bathsheba. And David didn't change the channel. David just kept scrolling. He started checking out her profile. All right. When David saw Bathsheba, he was checking out her profile. He was going to see. He was checking out her IG profile. He was checking her out on Facebook. Man, this woman was super fine, and David got caught in this thing. He was home. He was home. He shouldn't have been home. He was sleeping, and he gets up. He walks around. Now, I know this thing sounds like, this. well, this situation doesn't really happen like that today. No, this happens every single day to more of us than we realize. When we're, we're, we're somewhere we're not supposed to do, be, and then we, got, we get caught up doing things we're not supposed to do. David is now, he's, he's locked in on Bathsheba. David knew how to fight in the battlefield. David was, a, David was a warrior. David was a warrior. He knew how to fight, but he wasn't ready for this battle. He wasn't ready for what he was dealing with right now with Bathsheba. Come on, guard your heart. Somebody say it. Guard your heart. You've got to be so careful. For out of your heart, everything flows. The issues of life. All right? I see somebody in chocolate. That's good. I like chocolate. Come on. David was not where he should have been. And then all of a sudden, he sees Bathsheba. Now, look at what happens. David sees Bathsheba. And you know, the David wrote the beautiful psalm. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. In this moment, David didn't want the shepherd. David wanted the sheep. Come on, Bathsheba. Come on. David didn't want the shepherd. David wanted the sheep. When he saw this, when he saw this beautiful woman, there was no boundary and there was no barrier. Come on. We talked about this last week. We need boundaries in our life. We've got to put up boundaries so that we don't cross certain lines. David should have had a boundary. And the moment he saw this woman Bathsheba, the moment he saw her, he should have turned away. But he didn't turn away. He locked in even more. There was no barrier. David didn't have a barrier. He had a balcony. I said this last week. David st stood on his balcony and he was enjoying what he was enjoying in that moment. We've got to guard our heart. Whatever you let seep into your heart is going to come out of you. Out of the, the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. Out of what is in, the, in abundance in your heart is what you start to act on. And David was seeing this thing or seeing this, this, this young woman. And then he had that he was going to act on this thing. All right. We've got to guard our heart. But look what happened. David said to one of his men, one of the servants, he says, is said, who is that girl? 
he says here, David asked the question. David sent and inquired about this woman and said, and one of them said to him, is this not Bathsheba, the daughter of, of Eliam and the wife of Uriah? Come on, look at how God trying to help David here. It doesn't matter how, how, how low you get sometimes and how much you, 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 you take the guard, you drop the guard. God is always going to try to help you. He wants you to overcome. He wants you to be victorious. Look at how God was helping David in this moment. David asked his men, who is this? And the response was, isn't this the, the daughter of Eliam and the wife of Uriah? Can, can you see what he did? This servant was very smart in answering David. This servant was helping David out here. Watch what he did. He, he said, this is the daughter of Eliam. Who was Eliam? That meant something to David right there. Pause, David. Stop. Eliam was a, was a, was the, was a, uh, an, a soldier in David's army. Uriah was a soldier in David's army. That was her husband. Uriah was one of David's top men in his elite group called the Mighty Men. But more than all of this, there's one word, and somebody already said it. The, man, the servant said, David, this is the wife. Stop, David. This is the wife of Uriah. This is a married woman. God was trying to check him and say, David, check your heart. Stop it. Stop it. What you're doing is wrong. What you're about to do is going to mess. You, you're going to mess some things up here, David. Don't do it. This is the wife. Whenever you are, are, you know, God is going to check you. God is going to try to stop you. This thing was, was and, and this, this servant could not go to David and say, David, don't, you, David, you shouldn't do it. He had to be smart in how he delivered the message because David could have had him killed. David had all the, the authority as the king. So these people or this woman, Uriah, uh, Bathsheba, was connected to David. All right. Her husband was a soldier. Her father was a soldier. And her grandfather was David's greatest advisor named Ahithophel. Look at all the connections. And God was trying to tell David, stop. David, you, you need to guard your heart. You need to stop what you're doing right now. Uh, but David didn't stop. David saw this woman. He wanted this woman. He was going after this woman. He put aside all these things. Uh, she was from a noble family. But this is what David did. It says here, David said, and he, David went one step further and summoned the woman. He said, bring her to me. Bring her to me. When you don't guard your heart, you are inviting things to come into your life. Come on. If you don't guard your heart, you're going to invite some things into your life. He was saying, bring her, get her. He wasn't thinking about tomorrow. He wasn't thinking about the, the next day. He was thinking tonight, bring this woman to me. What are you inviting into your life? You've got to be careful. Maria, good to see you. God bless you. Come on. Wilson, we've got to guard our heart. David was not guarding his heart. And he was summoning trouble in his life. Bring Bathsheba to me. He brings Bathsheba. She comes. And all of a sudden, David does what was what was what was he was already portraying and going through in his head and his mind and all of it whatever is in your heart flows out of your life whatever you allow into your heart will flow out of your life so you've got to be careful guard your heart David gets with Bathsheba, she becomes pregnant, and he goes through this whole long thing. You know the story of where how he's trying to, to cover up this. He brings Bathsheba's wife home from the battle. He said, listen, go take a rest, go home and, and, and spend some time with your wife. 
The man said, no, I'm not doing this. Uriah said, no, I can't go home to my wife when my brothers are on the battlefield. I'm not going. So David had to set it up. He sent the man back into the, into the field and set him up to die. He set him up and he died. He, he, so he, he went through a, this plan now to, to kill this man, Uriah. To win this battle, we've got to win this battle. Come on, we're going to win this battle. We've got to guard our heart. To win the battle, we need to guard and follow some common sense strategies. It's good to have some strategies. We talked about this last week. We've got to have some practical strategies to deal with the fight so that we can win the fight. Come on. Look at what David did. We can learn from his mistakes. David was in the wrong place. So, come on, we've got to be careful what we do. Avoid compromising situations. Avoid places and situations that can cause us to, to do what we don't want to do. David was in the wrong place. He said at the time kings went to battle, David stayed home and he was sleeping, and then he found himself in trouble. David didn't stay home to get in trouble. David didn't stay home because he was expecting to do what he did, but there was a progression. When you don't guard your heart, it's, you know, it, it, it progresses. And all of a sudden you find things seeping into your life, bitterness, resentment, lustful thoughts, things that's getting inside that you never expected and you start and you end up doing something you never wanted to do. Come on. We've got to guard our hearts. David was in the wrong place. David isolated himself. He was, at a, he was not with the army. He was at all home alone. When you isolate yourself, there's no support system. There is nothing there to help you. There's nobody there. We need not to isolate, but we've got to have some accountability partners. David should have had somebody that he could have, you know, would have been in his corner. Needed some common sense things. And I'm about to get to the heart of what I want to, to, to talk to you about here. And we're going to get this. All right. So he was in the wrong place. He isolated himself. He had no accountability. And David dropped his guard. David was not guarding his heart. David was, was, was following passions and desires in his heart that was taking him in the wrong direction. And he commits this sin with Bathsheba. He tried to fight this battle in his own strength. David knew how to fight on the battlefield. He was a warrior. He understood how to fight out there. But this battle that he was facing right in his home, he didn't know how to deal with it. And David lost this battle. David lost the battle in this situation. But we can win this battle. We're going to win this thing. Guard your heart. Hear this now. This story is more than just the story of two people. I want us to get this tonight. Here it is. This story, David and Bathsheba, this story is more than a story of two people. This is a story of two battles. There are two battles going on in this story. This is not a, a story of just David and Bathsheba, but it is a story of two battles. And we need to get this tonight. Watch this. One battle is taking place in the battlefield. David's entire army is out on the battlefield. They are fighting for territory. They are fighting the Ammonites. They are fighting for power and territory. The entire army is fighting a battle. In the public, there is a big battle going on for territory. 
Ah, uh, but there is another battle happening right in David's home. We've got one battle taking place in the field, but there's a second battle in this story taking place in David's own home. This is a battle. This is a battle that David is fighting. It's not an army fighting, but it's the head of the army fighting this battle. This is a battle that's being fought in private. The other battle was in public, but this is a more deadly, dangerous battle happening in private where nobody could see what David was struggling with. Nobody could see what David was dealing with. There was a battle for purity. There was a battle to keep his heart. There was a battle to guard his heart. Come on. We are, we've, got to, we've got public battles and we've got private battles. But tonight I want to talk to you for just a moment on private battles. We've got to win the private battle. Come on, somebody say, I'm going to win the private battle. Some of us, uh, come on, private battles are the most painful battles. Everybody sees, listen, we are good with the public battle. We're good in the public. We show up well in the public. We know how to, we know how to portray ourselves and show up good in the public eye and people think you're winning. You're smiling, you're, 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 you're fist bumping people, you're hugging people, you're saying everything is good, but yet still you got a private battle that nobody knows about. You got a private struggle that's taking you out. Day by day, it's, it's eating away at your heart. Day by day, this thing is, is hurting you. But listen, tonight we're coming we're going to come out stronger from this private battle. We're going to win. I'm going to show it to you tonight. Father God, thank you tonight. God wants to help us with the private battles and the private struggles that we're not talking about. We're not telling anybody about. We're keeping it to ourselves, and we're slowly losing a fight. Come on. Oh, I feel God right now. Listen, do me a share this stream right if you can, if you haven't already. We've got to win not just the public battle. We are doing good in the public domain. We know the right words to speak. But this was a private battle that David did not know how to fight. David was struggling with lustful passion and desire inside of him. Some of us are dealing with things in the private. We've got hurts that we've been carrying around for years, and it's eating at us. Some of us have bitterness that have come into our heart. We've let this thing come into our heart, and it's eating away. We're lying in the bed by ourselves at night, and this thing is eating away at us, and, we're, and, we're, and it's causing us to lose our mind. It's causing us to lose our sleep. It's causing us to lose our, our peace and our joy. But listen, tonight, we're going to come out of this thing tonight. We have got to be victorious in the private battles. Some of us are dealing with battles that we are ashamed to tell people that this is what I'm struggling with. Can you imagine David saying to somebody, I'm struggling with pornography. I'm struggling with lust for this woman. I'm struggling with this. But this is what David was dealing with. David was a man after God's own heart. There is nothing to be ashamed of. There is no temptation that, you know, Christ was not tempted with, but he overcame. Listen, God will make a way of escape for you. He wants you to win in the private, uh, the, in the public, but also in the private battles. God, tonight we're going to win the private fight, the private struggle. God, check me. Check my heart. Oh, let me give you the secret tonight. We're going to get out of this. We're going to win this. Lord, we thank you. We don't want to just win. Everybody knew about the public battle, but not the private battle that was taking place. One battle was won in this story. The other battle was lost. On the battlefield, they won. 
But on, in David's home, he lost. He lost that battle. He lost that fight. But David did recover. Let me show you what happened. You see, the toughest battles that we face are when we are by ourselves, when nobody's looking, when nobody's around. It's just us, our thoughts, our emotions, our private actions, things that we do that no one sees. God wants to help us to win the private battle. Let me show you what made the biggest difference between winning one fight and losing the other fight. It's found in the scripture, just a very obscure reference to this. But if you read the Bible carefully, the battle belongs to the Lord. Yes, Sean, I like that. The battle belongs to the Lord. Look at it. Look at it now. Let me give you the scripture. This is a very, you have to read the Bible so carefully. When you read this carefully, you see something so powerful in this. Second Samuel chapter 11, verse 11. I want you to, I want to show this to you tonight. This made the difference between winning one battle and losing another battle. If we can understand this, we're going to win in public, but we're going to also win in private. We've got to win the private battles. This is a place that we're losing, but we're going to turn it around. Look at it. Look at the verse. It's an obscure verse. And Uriah said unto David, this is Bathsheba's husband. They're having a conversation. He's trying to tell Uriah, go home to your wife. He said to David, the ark and Israel and Judah are intense. And my Lord, or the captain of the army, Joab, and the servants of my Lord, they are encamped in the open fields. Shall I then go into my house and eat and drink and lie with my wife? No, I will not do this thing. David said, listen, Uriah, go home to your wife. He was trying to get him to go home and and get with his wife. So when she's pregnant, they would think that it was Uriah's child. Let me read it again. I want you to see it. And Uriah said to David, the ark and Israel and Judah are outside in the battle. It's right there. Here it is. And Uriah said, the ark is on the battlefield, David. The ark is on the battlefield. What is the ark that David was talking about? This made the difference between winning and losing. And this will make the difference in every battle you face. Every fight that you are confronted with, we need the ark. What is the ark? Right up there, I have the ark of the, uh, ark of the covenant right in my office here. This is the ark. I, we got that in Israel. Now watch this. The Ark of the Covenant represented the presence of God in the Old Testament. God dwell, his presence was represented by this Ark. Whenever Israel went to battle, they never went to fight without the Ark. They never went to battle without the Ark. They never went to a battle without the presence of God. God's presence was on the battlefield. The Ark was not at home where David was. The Ark was not in the house. The Ark was not in Jerusalem. The presence of God was on the battlefield where David should have been and if David was there they would he would have won that fight we need the presence of God this is what makes the difference when you are by yourself or you are in a crowd you will win every fight when you have the ark or the very presence of God wherever the presence of God is you are going to win you can win the private battle you can win the battles in private when we've got the presence of God the ark represented the presence of God and we cannot lose 
David was not where he should have been. And God's presence was not there. This is powerful. God's presence was not with David when David was out of place, when David was out of purpose, when David was standing on his balcony looking. This, the abiding presence of God, meaning the, the abiding presence of God was not there. We need the presence of God. Make no provision for the flesh. Make provision for the, for the spirit. Let's go to the verse. Romans 13, 14. Here's what it says. I'm coming right back to last week. Let me bring it together. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Make no provision for the flesh. Let's talk about the beginning of the verse. Romans 13, 14. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Another translation says, clothe yourself with the presence of Christ. Make no provision for the flesh. We've got to be closed. We've got to be surrounded by the very presence of God. If you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Galatians 5, 16. Come on, somebody. Guard your heart. We need the presence of God. Thank God for, for all the strategies and all that thing, all those things. We need boundaries. We need barriers. We need these things. We need to win the battle. Yes, we need some common sense to win common sense strategies. But what we need is God's presence. Common sense is good and you need common sense strategies. But what you need more than anything else is God's presence. We need to have this ark. We need to have this presence with us every single place we are. In the private battles, when God is present with you and you're feeling like doing something that you shouldn't do, the presence of God is going to say, Donnie P, don't do that. Pastor D, no, that's not you. That feeling is not you, and, and the presence of God is going to help you. Well, when that jealousy comes on, when that resentment comes on, when that, when that bitterness comes on, when that feeling of revenge comes on, the presence of God, this and these things cannot prosper in the presence. When God's presence is so rich in your life, as you pray, as you seek him and build up this presence, what you are doing, you are clear. Clothing yourself with the presence. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Make no provision for the flesh. You can win every battle when you have the presence of God. Never go into a fight without God's presence. That was a principle in, the, in, the, in, the, in Israel's history. You don't go to battle without God's presence. Moses said, I'm not going if you're not going with me. We cannot fight and win this thing without the presence of God. Thanks, Thank God for the, the common sense strategies. Yes, the boundaries and the barriers, but we still need the presence of God. It is God's, it, the common sense will create the boundaries, but it is God's presence will help you to break free. It is his presence that will set you free and keep you free. We need to build and develop a strong relationship with God so that we are surrounded by the presence of God in everything we do. Listen to what David prayed. In Psalm 139, 23, he said, Oh God, search my heart, oh God. See if there be anything inside of me. 
and take it out of me, anything that doesn't belong. David understood that he let his guard down. He let things get into his heart and it controlled him. He had an appetite that was out of control. We have got to guard our heart, be on guard. We've got to be on guard. So the private battles, you could win it. Whatever it is that's going through your mind and your heart, whatever whatever it is you're dealing with in the private, not just in the public, if you put on Christ, if you keep yourself and you're, and you're seeking God, if you're in letting this presence of God fill your life, you can be victorious in, in the public battles, but in these private battles that we're dealing with. This is what God wants us. This is where we need to have victory more than any place else. In the private battles. In the private battles. God, I thank you tonight. Lord, I bless your name tonight. David was a man who was after the heart of God. We've got to be men and women. Yes, we sometimes fail. Yes, we sometimes miss it. But here's what David prayed. He said, God created me a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me. Ah, I feel that right now tonight. Somebody say, create in me a clean heart. And renew a right spirit in me. It doesn't matter what has happened. It doesn't matter what kinds of things that that you have allowed to process inside of you. You can pray right now tonight and say, God, create a clean heart inside of me. Lord, help me. Help my heart. Clean my uh, heart. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me. Cast me not away. Come on. From your presence, O God. This is what David prayed. This is what David prayed in Psalm 51. Nathan had to come and check David after he sinned. And David repented for what he did. And David penned these words. He even wrote this stuff in Psalm 51. Created me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit in me. Cast me not away from your presence. David learned a lesson that day. David learned a lesson that he shouldn't, he's, he was out of place. He was out of purpose. He didn't guard his heart and the presence of God was not with him. But when you go to battle and the presence of God is with you, listen, your victory, your victory is guaranteed. You are going to overcome in the private and in the public battle. You're going to see victory tonight. Lord, I thank you tonight. I want to pray with you tonight. I want to pray with you tonight. Father, in Jesus' name tonight, help us, Lord. The battles that we face, that nobody sees. Lord, I want to pray. I want to pray with you tonight for the private battles. For the private battles that nobody knows about that you're dealing with. Nobody knows that the, the thoughts that you're struggling with. I want to pray tonight for strength. God, arm us with strength for the private battle. We've got to win the private battle. We've got to be on guard. Father, in Jesus' name tonight, Lord, I pray that you would touch the hearts of your people right now. You would touch the hearts of every person who is seeing this now, listening to this later, whatever the case. God, that you will help us, oh God. You will create a clean heart in us tonight. Help us to guard our heart. Father, to that person tonight who feels like giving up because of the private battle and the pain that they're dealing with night after night. Father, I pray right now that the Spirit of God will break. Will break this stronghold, will break and bind 
find this 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 stronghold in their life, God, and you will set them at liberty. You will bring peace and you will bring freedom. Whatever this thing is, God, we bring it. We cast it down now tonight. We pray for victory right now in the private battles, God. As as your people are agreeing with me tonight, Father, we're I'm praying tonight for victory in the private battles. The things that no one sees, God, I thank you tonight because you see. Your your word says that your eyes go to and fro throughout this whole earth to show yourself strong on our behalf. And Father God, we pray tonight for your strength for to win in the private. God, your strength, we need your presence to win this private, these private battles tonight. Lord, these private thoughts of giving up, I've come against it right now. These private thoughts that that, 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 that we are processing and that no one knows about of giving up, throwing in the towel, even taking, uh, taking drastic measure, taking our own life. God, in the name of Jesus tonight, God, I break this thing now in Jesus' name. We thank you because your presence brings power. We thank you, you are, that for helping us, God, to win this battle, Father, to help us to guard our heart tonight. Lord, every depressive thought right now that we are processing everything, God, we, 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 we cancel it now. Every form of bitterness we uproot it tonight. We decree that we are going to win the private battle. Father, we decree tonight that we are going to win the private battle tonight, God. You're bringing it to our attention tonight because you want us to win. God put this on me tonight so that to encourage you tonight that the private struggle and the private pain, you are about to come out of it in the name of Jesus. God wants you to know tonight you are not battling this thing by yourself. He sees, he is there, and he wants to bring you out of this. He wants to give you victory. Come on, somebody. God wants to give you victory tonight over in the in the public battles and the private battles. But tonight, God, we thank you. Do it for somebody tonight, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Father, I speak a release. I speak a renewal. You are cleansing the hearts right now. Somebody you are not receiving because you are you are holding on to guilt. Guilt has, has wrapped your heart up so much that it, it, it consumes your thoughts day from the time you get out of your belt bed. God is talking to me right now. You're feeling this overwhelming guilt. I want to let you know that this guilt is going to be removed right now. All you've got to do is ask God to say, God, I thank God. I receive your forgiveness. Guilt is going to break off you tonight in the name of Jesus. I, we, I, I pray that it comes off now in Jesus' name. You're winning this battle tonight. God, every feeling of guilt that, that, that this person is dealing with tonight, God, we break it now. In the name of Jesus, you are going to win. God wants you to win these private battles because there is more for you. God wants you to realize tonight, listen, you've got to get the heart right because there is so much more for you. There was so much more that David accomplished in his life. There was so much more. We all make mistakes. But thank God for grace. Thank God. Listen, you just need to receive it tonight. Father, I thank you tonight. Father, we speak that release now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus tonight. In the name of Jesus. God, I thank you tonight. Amen. Amen, somebody. I just feel the, I just feel the Spirit of God on here with us tonight. 
we need let me let me say this look it doesn't matter how long you've been dealing with things that nobody knows about you've been trying to hide things god is going to help you to overcome he's teaching us to fight he's teaching our hands to fight he's teaching us to fight he's teaching us to fight in the power of of his strength not our might David understood it. David got it right after he failed. Create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit in me. Take not your presence from me. This is, come on. Please. This is the source of your victory in everything you do. It is the abiding presence of God in your life that makes the difference. You don't need to have a physical ark in your house. You need the presence of God to fill the atmosphere in your home to take over the atmosphere in your life. Amen. Amen, somebody. Come on. Ah, God, we thank you. Come on. Amen, Patrice. God bless you guys tonight. I'm praying for your victory. I believe God has done it. Amen. Amen. If this has blessed you, share it that so it can be blessed somebody, so somebody else can be uh, can receive this word. Amen. And remember Sunday, um, Sunday I'm speaking on highly exalted. Oof, highly exalted. God has given me a download for Sunday. I'm excited uh, and I believe it is one of the most important messages that God has given me to, to speak this Sunday. Highly exalted, please. We've got, I, this message will change the way you see some things in your life. Amen. God bless you, Shannon. Thank you, everybody, so much for being on. Thank you for sharing um, sharing this tonight. God bless you. We will see you next week on the Thrive Life um, broadcast. God bless you. Be encouraged. You're going to win. This is a winning season. I, I said it. I'm going to say it again. Major breakthroughs are still to come before this year is over. Claim your breakthrough. Claim your victory. Guard your heart. And God is, get it right. God is going to do it. Amen. God bless you guys and we'll see you next week. God bless you.